Hey, thank you for listening to the Vegan Ambition Podcast. I'm here to let you know that you can visit us on our website at theveganambition.com or on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. We post new content every single day. And now, time for the podcast. Hey, I'm Ruji, and today we're joined with... Allison. And I'm Ruji. Welcome to the Vegan Ambition Podcast number five. Today's main question is, what is your take on the idea that it is okay to harm animals because we breed them for this purpose? Uh, but before we start, I'd like to thank today's sponsors. I'd like to thank Farmhouse Garden Animal Home, Clingstone Peaches, and of course, Cauliflower. <laughs> this podcast is a tool to help vegans, vegetarians, and anyone else who's interested in the vegan lifestyle. On this podcast, we'll have a different guest every week, and we're going to discuss a topic on veganism, and we will debate different viewpoints. The Vegan Ambition is a no-pressure zone and a no-hostility zone. We do not pressure our guests, but are simply here to discuss different viewpoints. I hope you'll join us on this journey, and education is our biggest goal here. If you don't know me already, I'm Ruji, and I've been vegan for a while, uh, over a year, and I'm not a perfect vegan, but I'm trying to become one. Uh, Hopefully you can join me on this journey of veganism and learn something new in the process. And this is Allison. You're not a vegetarian or a vegan. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why don't you tell me a bit about your diet? Sure. Um... So obviously I live the student life. I'm working downtown right now, so I have to be eating out a lot. Um, But I generally try to be very careful and thoughtful about the type of meat I do eat, even though I do eat meat. Um, But I'm mostly focused on vegetables and carbs. That's a lot of what I eat. Um, So yeah. Okay. Um, And tell me what you know about veganism. Um, I know that veganism means that you don't eat animal byproducts, you don't eat anything really to do with animals, um, including, I guess, insects, so honey as well, um, and you're trying to be really thoughtful about the type of food you consume. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, um, do you kind of like, you said you're very careful about the meat that you eat. Yes. What does that mean? Does that mean that you try to cut out as much beef as possible, or does that mean that you are looking for, um, grass-fed grass-fed beef or what does that kind of entail um so so both um generally i will try so if i'm going out and i'm eating let's say at a fast food place i won't eat their meat Mm -hmm. um if i'm eating at like uh restaurants that i know rely on like mass consumption or mass production or i guess they like purchase in mass quantities meat i i won't really be eating um their meat products i'll only eat um, meat if i'm buying it myself and i know where it's from um, and if I'm happy with where it's sourced from, or if it's at a at a nicer restaurant where I know that um, the quality is much higher. So in in that sense, I'm more careful. And in any case, I don't really eat that much meat to begin with. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't find that I need to, and I'm okay with having a mostly veg- a vegetarian diet. Um, and that's kind of what I'm accustomed to as well at home. My mom doesn't eat meat, so um, she has kind of taught me all of these um, interesting strategies. Like I like tofu a lot so if I go out to a restaurant and they have tofu as an option I'm happy to eat tofu instead um, usually I'll prefer to eat tofu rather than meat um, and tempeh I know all of those things mm-hmm. they're I, I think they're really good I don't think I don't find them um, I don't find that I lack anything from my diet if I'm eating things like that they're they're just enjoyable for me to mm-hmm. begin with so but you haven't committed to like a uh, like a like a one day a week kind of thing or like a 
you know, anything. It's just wherever, whatever yeah, you yeah. feel. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I'm not trying, I don't think of it as like a, a lifestyle, so to speak. I'm not forcing myself to do anything in the name of any type of movement. I just think that generally it's important if you're going to be consuming any type of food to be thoughtful about, you know, where you're getting it from, why you're eating it. It's, it's not like I'm mindless about what I'm doing, um, but I'm not intentionally trying to cut down on meat. I'm just trying to be thoughtful about the type of meat that I'm eating. Okay, that's very interesting. Um, and you said that your um, your mom doesn't really eat meat, mm-hmm. so that that's obviously influenced you. But it hasn't. I mean, it hasn't influenced you completely to the point where you don't as well. No, and and the thing is, I think it's also kind of it's to speak to my mom's character. She's not really. She never tried to impose her lifestyle on any of us. She, I, I appreciate this a lot. And while I was still living at home, she would still cook meat, even though she herself wouldn't eat it because mm-hmm. she knew that it was a part of our diet. Um, but I don't know. I, I think it kind of, it, it, I, the way that my relationship with meat, I think is a result of her relationship with meat, even as she started slowly to limit her consumption of meat. Um, she was still, she, she started to kind of be more thoughtful about where she was getting it from. And, um, even if she does buy it for, um, our home meals right now, she's kind of sourcing it from good places. So, um, it's not that I, I decided to stop eating meat because she wasn't eating meat. It's more like, um, she kind of taught me a more healthy relationship with meat products. Um, and she never made me feel like I had to stop eating meat in order to be respectful of animals and, and the industry. She just, she just took it, I guess, for her, she needed to make the, uh, take it a step further for her to feel comfortable. Um, but I, I know that I can go both ways. Okay. And that's very interesting. Um, and in terms of meat, do you consider that as well as like seafood and fish or do you just, is it kind of like, um, animals that live on land? So in, in principle to me, if you're going to be a vegetarian, if you're going to be vegan, that's all animals. And right. if you're vegetarian, that means seafood as well. You're not mm-hmm. eating any type of animals. Um, my mom... For you. For, for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll focus on me. <laughs> we don't need to talk about my mom. Um, yeah. So if I were to become a vegetarian, I, I wouldn't eat meat at all. But um, yeah, I have a more relaxed relationship with fish, um, mostly just because I love sushi. <laughs> okay. And it's. I think that would be one of the harder things to give up on. Mm-hmm. Um because, it was yeah. for me too. Yeah. I, I I was there. I was at one point. I was like, <laughs> I was pescatarian and uh, I hadn't gone vegetarian yet. And I was like, oh man, sushi. I know, and right? then and then I did it and it was fine. But yeah, it, sushi, I, I get sushi, it. Like, it's hits the spot. Like you really wanna. But um, now, have you ever considered um, adopting a kind of full time diet that's vegetarian or vegan friendly or? Um, I don't know. No, I mean, I guess I. I've never really actively thought about um, subscribing myself to a particular diet. Um, no, no, I, I haven't. I I guess I would need to... I, I don't like the idea, I guess, of, of committing myself to it. Okay. Um, which, yeah, if I... I, mean, I I, I think I, I'm intentionally doing it. Like, I, I intentionally, for instance, avoid those videos online that kind of really try to emotionally motivate mm-hmm. you to separate yourself mm-hmm. from, from, or I guess, I think because I, I don't, I don't want to feel uncomfortable. I want to feel like I'm, I'm living a more balanced, I, I'm, I want to be more balanced about, um, 
my diet and um, I don't know if I want to cut out meat or animal byproducts altogether in the first place. I guess I haven't thought about it enough. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's just it's just because you haven't thought about it enough. Yeah, and that's I, and, okay. And, and, I mean, and it's that's... not and it's not that I haven't had the opportunity to. I think I'm just. It, it makes me somewhat uncomfortable to to tackle that side of things because I think if I learned enough about it, I wouldn't be able to justify my own conception of meat. Like I know. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think, like emotionally, I'm there, um, and. From an ethical standpoint. And yeah, and from an yeah. Yeah, from an ethical standpoint, I'm there. I know that the right thing to do is Mm -hmm. to stop eating meat. Mm -hmm. Um, And whether it's to go as far as not eating animal byproducts as well, I don't know. That's that's a different story. Maybe I mean, I think that's maybe Mm -hmm. important as well. Um, But yeah, I haven't taken myself there, I think. Okay, okay. That's interesting. I mean, and that's okay. Uh, Obviously, this is what this podcast is kind of for, just to like bring up the question and... uh, create a discussion um so you okay so you eat meat but you don't eat a lot of it yeah and uh you're just not kind of like there yeah and that's why i don't eat a lot of it i think that's part that's kind of like my way of contributing i know that the least i can do is a limit my consumption b try to source from Mm -hmm. i don't know sustainable places sustainable sources or, or places that at least don't contribute to the mass mass production of of animal byproducts or whatever. Okay. Um, a lot of people will call that like flexitarian. So mm-hmm. that's a popular word. I, I mean, I don't know if it exists <laughs> per se, because to me it's kind of like a not cheat here, word. Not there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, some people, yeah, they, they say it and they, 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 for example, when they're like home, living at home, they like, they like eat vegetarian or vegan. And mm-hmm. then when they go traveling, for example, they'll... If it's too hard. Change yeah. and go back. Maybe. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know if it needs to be called, like, flexitarian or whatever, but I guess the idea is, like, you need to be thoughtful okay. about what you're eating and whether, for you, being thoughtful means, like, not eating meat when you have the opportunity to not, to not eat meat. Like, I try not to when I have the opportunity to do so. But yeah. I'm not going to go... Because I've listened to some of the other podcasts. Like, it is a lot of work. And I've heard you talk about it. Like, it's hard. I mean, it's... I wouldn't say it's hard. I would say that it is a learning curve. Yeah. So... You know, it takes you. You start at this point, and you're like, you're like, this is this is this is hard, and especially if you do it overnight. Mm-hmm. And then you go and you get to a point where it's like really hard, and you're like, yeah. oh my god. And then you hit that, you you cross you that line, it, and yeah. it's super easy. Okay. So like today, I have no problems. Yeah. Right. I mean, the majority of my problems when it comes to my diet is going out with friends. Yeah. Or just really being careful about the ingredients uh, when I'm eating. And then there's, I mean, there's a whole other world to sustainable products and stuff. Yeah. But in terms of food, it's like not a, it's not a thing because yeah, I've, I've gotten to the, to the point where it's so comfortable. You just, know what to look for. And, yeah. And, yeah. And, and just like, just like for you, I mean, at this point for you, you know, when you go to the grocery store, you know what to look for, you know mm-hmm. what to get, mm-hmm. you know, you're comfortable with where you are, but it, it took you, you know, 20 years to get to that point my whole life yeah <laughs> yeah obviously when you switch diets you can yeah. do it a lot quicker but it is it and, is a curve yeah and that's and why I, guess, you know what, I never like, recommend people to shift overnight right and it's fair right like it's it's a it's a different lifestyle like it is. that's yeah. the whole point that's why it it's a commitment yeah you're not just gonna do it for the fun of it like it's mm-hmm. it's thoughtful you have to be committed to it it has to be meaningful to you 
Now, um, so we've talked about the ethical kind of, you, you understand the ethical viewpoint. Do you know anything about the environmental uh, impacts? Um, yeah, so I, I mean, I will not say that I'm an expert, but I, I know that generally um, mass, mass production of meats negatively impacts our environment. Um, and, I, and there's something to be said about, I guess, if everyone just re- reduced their consumption of meats, that, mm-hmm. it, that it, would have, it would have more of an impact on our environment than what not driving cars or something. Yeah, so I think, um, I think the stat is that basically going to a vegan diet reduces 50% of your carbon footprint. Wow immediately. Wow. Uh, which is a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's why one of the things for me was like, um, was as soon as I went vegan, I realized, you know, there's a lot of things I do that are not good for the environment, like drive my car and stuff, but that's very hard. That's like a really big line to cross, mm-hmm. especially, you know, the way that I live, um, moving back and forth from Waterloo and, and here yeah. and work and stuff. And so the vegan diet, like in terms of the environment, I'm like, like the least you could do yeah yeah Yeah, that and that's and that's part of what a vegan diet is it's about the least harm that you can cause to the environment animals to a lot of different circles yeah um and out of all of those um beef is the worst yeah um i think the red meat yeah like beef like exclusively is the worst and then it and then you know the other meats kind of are down from the list but they're not even like comparable to the vegetables there's a whole study that just came out a couple weeks ago actually about this like straight up about this and they did a huge huge study that looked at farms and it even went into um seafood production and they noticed that seafood production is also not good yeah i i imagine it would be not good either i mean all of it can like it's an it's a huge industry and and people are demanding more and more and more and like if if it's not just the slaughter of of so many animals it's also like the production yeah. That contributes. Well, the way that I always used to think of um, seafood being bad is just how much... I mean, you, you know that, like, when you... Uh, the way that fish are caught today is, like, with huge nets, yeah. right? And so they ca- catch a bunch of different stuff that's all really bad. Yeah. But it turns out, as well as that, it also is a huge pollutant. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was, in the study, they mentioned that uh, what happens is... These, this like they feed the the fish in these tanks right that are like right on the ocean mm-hmm. and all of the they're like because they have so many fish in one area yeah, everything dirt, the... everything falls to the bottom yeah and, and that actually it actually produces methane oh. which is just is the same thing that so cows produce cows, yeah. so um it's like equally as it's almost it's not equally <laughs> as bad but it's very bad yeah. and i was very surprised by that wow. because i never thought of it like that wow. and then i was like oh Interesting. And the issue is, like, for them, it's all cheap. That's why all of our products are so cheap. Like, they, they've they kind of, like, they've created this process that's so efficient for them, mm-hmm. and, and they don't care that it negatively impacts the environment. They care that it's cheap for consumers, and that's why vegan products and vegetarian alternative, vegan and vegetarian alternatives are more expensive right now because it's, it's again, like, it's more... Why? You disagree. Yeah, well, um, so... Generally speaking, um, like milk, for example, mm-hmm. is heavily subsidized. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. By the government. And subsidies from the government. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas vegetables aren't. Right. Um, at a core level, if you look at it, right? I mean, it, this is how the way I think about this all the time is you use vegetables to feed animals. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So that's an extra step in the process. Right. So at the end of the day, no matter what, it will be more expensive to have animals. Mm-hmm. Um, the only reason that vegan products are expensive right now is because of demand and because of supply. Right. There's just, there's not enough of both of those. Um, and at some point it will not, it'll equalize. Hopefully. I mean, the more people that jump on. Definitely. And I mean, a, a whole food diet. So, uh, when we, when we speak about vegan products being expensive, we, we mean, you know, when you go to restaurants, it's expensive. Or when you buy, um, like ready-made stuff, like our food later today, then it's expensive. Mm-hmm. But when you buy whole foods, when you buy right. lentils and rice you're doing and it yourself anyway. beans, it's not expensive. Right. It's actually really it's cheap. It's cheaper, because yeah. you don't have to buy the meat. It's extremely cheap. Yeah. Yeah. I get, yeah, yeah, actually, you're right, I guess. I guess, um, maybe I speak more to the alternatives. So, I, I think tempeh can be quite expensive, or maybe it's just even difficult to find in the first place. Like, you're not going to find it in a store, in like a typical grocery store. You have to no, go. No, today, today you will. You found it? Yeah, yeah. I've had the, I, I want, like, because I genuinely enjoy eating these things. Like, I'll go grocery shopping. I just cannot find things like that. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago when I was living uh, not too far from where we are right now. I uh, went to, like, this store called Longo's. Okay, yeah. Right? And there was, like, nothing. <laughs> nothing there. Okay? Yeah. It was like maybe Great. almond milk and like cashew milk a couple years ago. Fun. I went to Longo's last weekend. Yeah. Uh, and there was like tons of options, good. like way more. Maybe yeah. not as good as I mean. I went to a specialty store yesterday yeah. for a lot of the stuff those I got. Ones are great. Because they have a lot more options, but it's, at some point it will get there. Yeah. Um, but it's time for something else now. Okay. And uh, so Farmhouse Animal Homes' mission is to provide a safe home for the animals in their care. They want to show others that farm animals deserve love and compassion. Each of their animals is a unique individual, and by learning and interacting with them, Farmhouse hopes to teach others to love them as well. Farmhouse Garden Animal Home subsidizes entirely on donations. They are a nonprofit with over 30 cows, two horses, a duck, and a bunch of other animals. Uh, so please consider donating to them or visiting them in their beautiful farm in Uxbridge. They actually have a visiting day today, and they have one almost every month. Ooh. Uh, you can find them on the web, on Facebook, Instagram, or by visiting farmhousegardenanimalhome.com. Um, and um, you get to, you like, go there. It's awesome. I want to see some animals. I remember yeah. when we were going to go one time, and then I couldn't go with you. Yeah, it's so cute. Uh, they have, like, a bunch of cows, and you can just, like, pet them and oh. feed them and stuff. Uh, but thank you, Farmhouse Garden Animal Home, for sponsoring today's episode. Um, now, Allison, I'd like to get on to kind of the question of the day, mm-hmm. which is, what's your take on the idea that it is okay to harm animals because we breed them for this purpose. It's a hard one. Yeah. A very hard one. I, I, I mean... So, like, uh, so, just to give you some context, so yeah. I saw this question online, and I was very curious, because there are people who think that. They think that because we're breeding them for the purpose of, of killing them and eating them, then right. it's okay. Right. Because that's their purpose. Right. And they don't exist in another purpose. Same as how, you know, uh, a lot of people, I mean, yeah. I, I, I disagree with breeding in general, but uh, how we breed dogs for guide dogs and how we breed horses for horse racing. Yeah. And there's there's people that will agree with that and people who won't. There's this book that that, that question reminds me of, you know, Call Me By Your Name, um, where it's, it's kind of this dystopian type society, but um, they breed clones. Okay. Um, and, and the clones, they're only, they don't know that their only purpose mm-hmm. is ultimately to donate their organs. Oh, right. I do know this story. Actually. They have a movie about it with Andrew Garfield yeah, yeah, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember reading the, the book. It was so uncomfortable. The Island. That's what it's called. The movie is called The Island. Oh, is it? It's not called Call Me My Name? No, it's called oh, The okay. Island. Yeah, yeah. I remember I was like so uncomfortable by the whole premise. I mean, I understand, like it's mimicking. I think it's very similar to that question mm-hmm. because 
I mean, A, they don't... I think the thing that made me most uncomfortable, uncomfortable, and I think it's similar here, that they didn't know that they were being breeded. And even if they, I mean, if they did, it would make it even worse, but I, I just mean that, like, they were fully functioning, feeling people, and mm -hmm. those animals are feeling, and they experience mm -hmm. life. They don't know, they don't know that their only purpose is, is ultimately to die, and I, and I, I think that's, I don't know, they don't, they're not any more deserving of of contributing to our like to to the production of me i don't know i don't think that there there's there's any more of a reason why it's justified that they should be killed just because they we decided that they should be this particular batch should be breeded just to just to you know be eaten. but i mean so so i mean kind of the idea is that these are the animals and and that's their whole purpose that's it yeah i i think I mean, I, I understand that from the con like from this from the business standpoint, like it makes sense. Like mm -hmm. we invested a lot into of money in it. like no, I just mean that like we we like they invested in the in in the growth or upbringing of these animals. Okay. It was, but they're still animals. They're still feeling beings. Yeah, of course. I I don't see how that's any more justified. I I think that if I mean that that is it's, it's an animal. It that that that's what's like always happening, right? So that's right, that's exactly. the, that's consistently happening. Exactly. And that 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 uh, doesn't doesn't matter whether you're getting you know grass fed beef or you're getting uh, farm fed beef. Right. The these the animals the same, are yeah. you know being impregnated uh, for the purpose of uh, consumption. Consumption. Yeah, murder and consumption. Murder and consumption. Yeah, I I mean I I totally understand. I think that like you know if we're gonna we're going to talk about treating animals right it means all animals it doesn't matter if, mm -hmm. if they were breeded for any particular purpose in fact they should not have been breeded for, for that purpose, purpose in the first time yeah. that whole system i know i know about that as well it makes me super uncomfortable especially like in the production of dairy specifically like keeping your your females inseminated constantly so that yep. they can produce i mean yep. it's it's all horrible and taking away the calves yeah that, that's i mean that that's one of the things about dairy is that like uh, that people always they're like you no, know dairy yeah it's just yeah milk. but this is you're you're taking the milk of a calf yeah like it's, where why do you think that it, they're lactating yeah. in the first place exactly yeah I actually had this conversation with someone in my family I think and I was like I was like yeah these cows are pregnant just like humans it's the same thing yeah. you, like you don't they don't lactate like all the time yeah they're they literally like like this is yeah. an excess product but i didn't i didn't realize that though for a long i mean most people don't more recent like the last yeah. couple of years i realized that but yeah and and anyways like it's because we're we're, gonna, yeah. we're very like um we're very divided from where the origins of this happens. yeah like I how mean, we don't know about and i and then obviously it's intentional because i think course. It's part of why I avoid watching those food ink videos mm -hmm. because if I watched enough of them, I literally could not be. I could not. I, my hand would not. I, I wouldn't be able to buy any more meat. I wouldn't be able to buy milk. I wouldn't be able to eat eggs. Like, and I'm kind of saving myself. It's like this ignorance is bliss. Like I like doing yeah. those things, and I don't want to step so far into that that i won't be able to anymore you know at least you acknowledge that ignorance is bliss because there's so many people who won't acknowledge that which is like a, already like a, a bad step 
So yeah. acknowledging that is awesome. I mean, yeah. that, that's great. <laughs> you gotta know about what you're doing. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. So so you think it's not okay to harm animals because we're we they're bred no, for this. I don't. I don't. Purpose. Yeah. I I mean, if we're gonna talk about treating animals properly, it's gonna be treating all animals properly, mm-hmm. and um, there's there's no justification for the slaughter of innocent beings, who you know. You're basically like bringing them into this world for your own enjoyment, and it's yeah. I I can't. That's not ethically justified to me. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, it's not either to me. Yeah. That's why I, yeah, yeah. I'm vegan. But it's a great, great question. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. it's a hard it's a hard place because I think there are people who think that they think that you know this um, meat this stuff is just for this purpose. Right. And to get them to understand that. What's if you look at it, yeah, if you look at it from like a overall standpoint, in reality, this is for the purpose of, you know, having kids like like that's what cows like what so animals do. They just that's just yeah. to have kids it's yeah. to continue their line. It's yeah. not to be killed, yeah. um, you know, and it's just I, mean, I, feel, I view it very unethically, obviously. Uh, yeah. And I think the systematic like production of animals for the purpose of their mm-hmm. execution is like super yeah. uncomfortable yeah like, i personally think any any production not not just systematic i mean well the, yeah sure any any farm basically that kills animals is um yeah. is kind of unethical which is actually so the the sponsor I, the yeah. or farmhouse garden animal home um so their story is and we there was we briefly talked about this last week because we had the person who owns the sanctuary on last week yeah um but basically this was a farm. This is a farm that is, is still a farm. It's an Uxbridge. Yeah. And for the last, you know, 20, 15 years, they were the most, they're like the most ethical farm that could mm-hmm. exist. Yeah. So they're very, they were like, like the, the, they, all their cows were grass fed. They were like super like bio, like everything, like they were super certified. Like everything right. was like, you know, that that's like the, the highest quality of yeah. meat. The type of meat I would buy. Right. Uh, and then at one point the farmer, uh, he was like, like there was this one calf that was born and she, he had to help her a lot. Yeah. And like, you know, she was like, not like not, it wasn't going well. And he realized that all this effort and all this work and all this love that he's showing this animal only to kill, her. only to kill it in two yeah. years yeah. was not cool. Like it, well, not so, like right. you have the capacity to show this other being, this other living being so much compassion yeah. and, and love and, when you allow yourself to feel what you know you can feel for mm-hmm. this animal, it no longer becomes justified to yeah. to kill it for any for any yeah. reason. Yeah. Um, and that's why I find yeah. I mean I, I find like dairy farmers like I've I've seen arguments of, from dairy farmers about this and they're like well we give so much love and so much compassion to these animals and I'm like yes but you're also like sucking them dry yeah, on a daily basis like, and I like. And using like I, and torturing them like, like even if e- even if you're not torturing them even if you're not using them you know you're still you're still making them produce babies all the time you're still making them give milk all the time you're mm-hmm. you know you eat like it's just to me it doesn't there's like no ethical viewpoint that yeah there's like a misalignment there where like i think caring about something else means doing what's in their best interests mm-hmm. and you know that that's not in their best interest that's yeah. in your best interest yeah. like i think milking a cow is fine if you're giving that milk to their baby yeah or like yeah like you know yeah and that and that's that's what i saw that at the farm too when i was there 
there was a baby that was just born and the farmer was milking the cow for the purpose for the of baby. feeding the baby, the baby. which yeah. I, I think was I mean, and, and, totally I, and fine. I, the other thing that you brought up that I thought was interesting I was just like thinking about it mm-hmm. um, you're saying you don't um, condone the the birthing and then subsequent slaughter for the purpose of an mm-hmm. egg, whatever um, in any situ- situation whether it's systematic um, mass production or or like in smaller like if, if it's like a family-owned farm yep. like and and I was thinking I was like yeah but if it's so much less is it really that bad and I'm like no because at the end of the day like you're doing the exact same thing right. Right. whether it's on a large scale or a small scale you need to come to terms with what your opinion is on the subject and if yeah. you're not okay with killing X amount of animals, you shouldn't be okay with killing any animals, and I'm yeah. not. I'm not okay with killing any animals. Um, yeah, which 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 just means that it's not just. I I'm also not. A, yeah, because I'm because I because I. This know, is making you think a lot. It's not that I'm not. It's not that I haven't thought about this before. It's just again because every single time I'm faced with this conversation, mm-hmm. I again I go, okay, why are you still eating meat? Because. Yeah, I've, I've kind of reassured myself. I eat less of it now, and I am thoughtful about where I get it from. But mm-hmm. are you still contributing to the same industry? Yes. Are you, you know, are you comfortable with the idea of what you're doing? Like, you don't see it as, a, as an animal when it's on your plate, but, like, think about it, um, which I try not to do. Right. <laughs> right. So... It's yes. it's hard. I, I get it. And I mean, I don't recommend to anybody, of course, to go <laughs> vegan overnight or to like, you know, to like this, this kind of, I, I think that kind of thought drives a lot of veganism. So I think a lot yeah. of people, like I've seen a lot of people online who are like, I went to the grocery store and I saw like, you know, I like looked at the, the already pre-cut beef and I was, realized this is not beef. This is cow. This is, yeah, you, you know. Well, I guess the, the, the thought that I'm having right now is, like, at what point is it enough? Like, because I'm, I'm saying, that, like, okay, you've, you've reduced your consumption of meat and you're thoughtful about it. Mm-hmm. That's good enough. Like, you've, you've contributed, you've played your part a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, you're more thoughtful than the next person. Sure. But it's like, but is that enough? Like, okay, then I can go and I can say, okay, I'll stop eating meat altogether. And then I'll ask myself, like, is that enough? Like, at what point do you decide um, you're doing enough for the cause? Since we align, like, I, my thoughts completely align yeah. with you, and yeah. yet you're completely vegan, and I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I would say that it's just um, it's just the the understanding that the the choices that I make on a daily basis do not lead to any harm. Yeah. And... And, but at the same time, you know, I do make choices. Like, I, uh, like right now, I'm still buying um, deodorant that is not vegan. Right. I was going to say, like, or you, dri- and, you drive a car, for instance. And yeah. But, well, that, that's, that's bad for that, the environment. That's separate from Maybe it hurts veganism. the animals eventually. <laughs> sure. Yes. <laughs> no, but I'm kidding. I'm kidding, yeah. Or not in theory. It does, but, you know. But the the thing that I'm trying to do as much as yeah. I can is re- is reduce as much as I can. Yeah. So for me right now at this very moment, like in Canada, we talked about this last week also, is like buying deodorant is really hard. Like yeah. a veg- like a very vegan deodorant is like it's very expensive, very hard. You know, I'm still on a budget. I'm still a student, stuff like that. So so it's not it's not quite feasible for me. Mm-hmm. I hope in this year 2018 I will completely shift. You know. 
my body wash is vegan. My shampoo is vegan. Nice. My toothpaste is vegan. Um, but you know, there's still things that I buy that I'm not sure are vegan. Yeah. It's just, it's hard. It's still hard and it's still a growing kind of level. And I mean, I'm sure that there are, uh, people who have been vegan for 15, 10 years, 10, 15 years that still make a mistake once in a while. Yeah. It's just it's checking try- You're trying. But yeah. I'm trying really hard yeah. as much as I can yeah. to, to not do that. Yeah. Yes. Which, All right. Which is fair. Yeah. Allison. Yes. Have you ever picked up a peach and wondered, wow, this is the perfect fruit? <laughs> well, on top of that, I love it when the peach comes off completely from the stone. And those kinds of peaches are called clingstone peaches. They're tasty, they're fresh, and you waste none of the peach when you eat it. So, head on down to your local peach distributor and get a handful of Clingstone peaches today. Yum. Thank you, Clingstone peaches, for sponsoring today's podcast. So, Allison, comes, now comes the most interesting part of the day, which is time for the taste test. Yay. We're going to be trying... Can you actually pass me yes. the wrapper? The wrapper. Oh, the wrapper. Right. Yes. What is this? I, for, I forgot to write down earlier. <laughs> uh, these are Sweets from the Earth Vegan Hello Dolly Bars. Um, they're, they sound really nice. They look, they they're gluten free. They're vegan. They're non-GMO. They're kosher. I've been eyeing these all, all of our podcast sessions. Yeah. They, uh, they look amazing. So we're going to just grab a bit. I'm going to grab this bite, but you can grab whatever you want. Okay. Mmm, this smells so good. This, I think they smell like a little bit like, um, coconut. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I think they are coconut on top. Oh, you're going right in. Mm. Okay. Go ahead. I love it. Mmm, this is so good. I like it because it's not too sweet, too. Mm-hmm. Sweets of the Earth is a very f- popular um, vegan brand mm-hmm. here in Canada. Yeah. It's really good. It's really fresh. Good choice. Yeah. Let's read the ingredients. Sure. What does it say? Cane juice. Flour. Wow. Gluten-free flour blend. So it's yeah. gluten-free as well. Shredded coconut, we were right. Chocolate, dairy-free chocolate, which I am curious how you... Oh, actually, sorry. Yeah, you can make dairy-free chocolate. Yeah, you don't... chocolate's just cocoa butter yeah, and um, cocoa. Yeah, you don't need milk. Mm-hmm. Why do we need milk in our chocolate? Does it taste better? Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a chocolate expert. Some pecan, sunflower oil, brown syrup, all this good stuff. Yeah, and it's healthy. That's what I like. There's not mm-hmm. there's not a whole bunch of um, ingredients I Crap, can't pronounce. No. Yeah, no, they're good. Yeah, yeah, they're awesome. I'll have some more. So super recommend um, these sweets from the earth. Basically, anything sweets from the earth makes is actually really good. Mm-hmm. Where do you get um, those from? So I got them at this store called Nature's Emporium. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one in Newmarket, and there's one in a couple other places. But you know the organic garage right yeah. by here. Yeah, yeah. They should have them there. Awesome. Yeah. My mom. Loves organic garage. Yeah, there's there's also other stores that sell some some stuff of theirs, but not all of their stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, they have a lot of different products because mm-hmm. they make like everything basically that's vegan. Um, yes. It's super good. Um, I've had cookies from them before, and they're just I mean, how can you how can you not? Yeah. Also, like, I don't know why people think that vegan food isn't yummy. No. I actually genuinely enjoy, like some like, like I. I mean, I don't have a preference, I guess, all. If it's good food, it's going to be good food, whether it's vegan or not vegan. But yeah. I mean, vegan food, like... There's a lot of really good vegan food. is really good. Yeah. But, although, alternatively, there is times where, like, I've picked up something vegan and I haven't liked it. Yeah? Like... But, like, but, like you can have that same experience with, like, non-vegan food. Um, yeah, of course. Totally. 
It's just like... But but people just associate veganism because we're, like, removing stuff, right? Oh, uh, yeah. All of the good that stuff we're good. used to, like, yeah. cheese, let's say. Sure. But, like... But, I mean, if I replace it, I can replace everything with the same ingredients. So, like, baking is, like, when you bake at home, it's, like, one of the easiest things to do. Yeah. Because you just replace milk with cashew milk or mm-hmm. almond milk or soy milk. Because it's just, like, a compound that... Yeah. Butter, you can just use vegan butter. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just oil mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And eggs, you can get egg replacer. You can use, like, flax seeds. There's, there's like, a bunch of different versions. And it's always really, really yummy. I think and it's not Allison's even, like, going to finish this bar. I, I seriously... I think the... It's good. I think people's issue with, with, like, vegan food isn't even, like... I think it's... I think some of it is, like, cultural. Like, the cultural mm. experience of eating a burger or a pepperoni pizza mm-hmm. or, like... I don't know. Like a really good grilled cheese. I mean, there's definitely a cultural aspect to food. And yeah. that's one of the hardest things for some people. I mean, it still comes up in my family all the time. Because I'm, like, Russian and mm-hmm. we were, you know, raised eating a lot of um, meat and stuff. So it's, like, very weird for my family sometimes. And then sometimes they'll buy stuff and they won't, like, read the ingredients properly. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, egg in it. Like, this happened, like, a couple weeks ago. And I was, like, can't it's eat tricky. this. You know? Because, like, Russian food? Also, wait, can you, by the way, hear me chewing? Is that weird? Uh, it's okay. Wait. It's very light. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. You're really loud. It's really yummy. <laughs> um. There's gonna be some people that will <laughs> find that very interesting. <laughs> it's, it's like, what's that? M, 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 no. What's it called? I forgot. I know what you're talking about. Like the rustling. Oh, ASMR? ASMR, yes. The word escaped me. It's also, like, a mukbang. What is that? Mukbang, where it's, um, it's like when you, like, um, people just watch people eat. Oh, yeah. But it's you like can't a, see like, me eating this. I look delicious. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. I promise, guys. Yeah, this is an audio podcast, not <laughs> an official podcast. <laughs> Do you want, I, I feel bad I'm eating all of it. Oh, them. it's all good. Okay, anyways. We should... I have so much other vegan food that okay, I good. bought, so no problem. We're going probably um, off on a different subject. I, uh, I'm I sorry mean, for hijacking no, your... No, this part, this part of the podcast is more relaxed, um... <laughs> I mean, one thing that's obvious is this is really good. <laughs> this vegan dessert. Eat the last piece. Oh, well, well. Good. Sweets from the earth. Vegan. All natural. I have crumbs everywhere. No GMO. Yeah, you're going to have to, like, vacuum this room. Right, I will. Your clean. family's going to murder you. No, they won't know. Unless they listen to this podcast. Uh-oh. <laughs> Sorry, Mom and Dad. <laughs> um, yeah, so did you learn anything today? Um... Well, I think it's not so much that, like, I learned anything that I didn't already know. Mm-hmm. I think it was just helpful to have a conversation about it because, like, the more you talk about it, the more your opinions solidify. Mm-hmm. And, yes, what I've been doing is I've been avoiding talking mm-hmm. about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you can't. There's no <laughs> avoiding it right now. There's no avoiding it. It's literally no. a vegan podcast. Yeah. I think... I think it's it's cool to hear about, like, your experience with veganism specifically, because to me that seems like... Because I, I, I know, it, like, I, I think to everyone else, and I think actually because I became friends with you, or, like, because I... you Actually, sorry, I was already friends with you because you became vegan, like, through talking to you, got to learn about, like, the fact that the lifestyle is really not that difficult mm-hmm. or so scary to mm-hmm. approach. Um which I like knowing, and I, I like knowing that it's an it's a totally feasible option, mm-hmm. and it can actually be really delicious. 
Yeah. As as uh, is. As proof of yeah. <laughs> uh, the dessert that we had today. Yes, exactly. Um, so it's good and. Yeah, I I, I like I like the conversation. It was okay. nice to hear about your perspective. That's good. That was I mean that's the whole goal for this, right? Yeah. It's just to kind of um, give people who are listening and guests who are on um, and understanding that you know. I'm really chill. There's vegans that are like really um, not so chill, but that's because they're very passionate and they yeah, and they and they've seen this like this firsthand, like the the slaughter and mm-hmm. the hurt and I think they're tired. They've heard the pigs yeah. scream and it's yeah. scary and um, and they're yeah they're tired and they they just want everyone to go vegan, which is not going to happen today. But hopefully, if we have more conversations. have more conversations. Uh, at least people can make more vegan choices. I mean, one of the things that was awesome was after I talked to Graydon, who was the second guest, mm-hmm. uh, he was like, I, I messaged him a couple days later and he was like, yeah, I'll definitely get those uh, vegan deli slices next time that I go. And I was, like, nice. I was like, that's great. That's like, that's... That's you know, even a little bit of your mission that's completed. That's a start, yeah. Yes, it's a start. It's always, it's start. that's what's important. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My my main goal right now is to just convert Daniel to veganism. <laughs> Daniel? Oh, because he's always on the, he's he's, on the he's, fringe. Yeah, he's so close, but yeah. he just won't, like, commit. But um, I, I, like, Daniel pretty much, like, he, he does as he much does, as he, he can, I think, at this he point. He does a lot, but he, I mean... Uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to judge him too much because uh, that would be kind of rude. Nobody's and, perfect. Uh, against my podcast. But he's like, he. I mean, he eats gelatin. He's vegetarian. So that's like, it's not yeah. really vegetarian. But like, gelatin is also such a difficult thing. Like, It isn't, it isn't. S'mores. How do you have yummy s'mores with like no a, gelatin? Like vegan marshmallows. Do they melt the same Or I just way? don't eat them. Like, when was the last time you had s'mores? I know, I know. You're right. Like, I'm I, being ridiculous. I haven't had s'mores in a long time. Yeah. I, like, I, I, for our barbecue, I thought about getting s'mores, and then I was like, man, I have to go get marshmallows from, like, a different store. Yeah, it's like, no one cares that much. Yeah, and it's like, no one... We didn't even have a bar... Like, a fire, yeah. so it didn't You matter. know, the other day, I went... Um, I needed, like, a quick snack, and I... Uh, there was, like, a burger place, and if I see that a burger place get, has, like, vegan or vegetarian burgers, I, oh, I never get their meat burgers. I always just get That's their great. vegetarian burgers. And you, it's delicious. You know what you can do? Because, I mean, in downtown, there's so many vegan options. Yeah. But they're hard to find sometimes. Yeah. There's a great app called Happy Cow. Really? Yeah. Okay, and you I'll can download just, that. You can just I, go I, on it. You can do vegan. You can do vegetarian. You can do veg options. I'm searching it up it's right now awesome. on my app store. Because a lot of the time, I would just rather have a vegan option or a vegetarian option mm-hmm. than, a, than a meat option. Because it's better quality anyway. Well, like, yeah. you can't really go wrong with vegetables. Yeah. Um, whereas with meat, you kind of have to be more careful. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, Happy Cow. Happy Cow. Mm-hmm. Happy Cow, come sponsor this. I'm downloading. <laughs> He's getting it. you more people. Yeah, Happy Cow is a great app. It's actually really, really good. Yeah. I used it last week to go to lunch with my coworkers. I just did veg options, and I found a place that had like tons of vegan options. I was so happy. Sweet. Um, okay, so cauliflower <laughs> is the perfect vegetable for all of your needs. You can make cauliflower rice, baked cauliflower, breaded cauliflower, basically anything cauliflower. And because of this, uh, because of its light taste, uh, you can sauce it up to make it your own. (laughs) Cauliflower is the underrated vegetable. So you should try cauliflower today. Thanks cauliflower for sponsoring today's episode. Uh, As a final segment, I've got a recipe for everybody. Before we go to that, is there anything you'd like to say? No, I enjoyed this a lot. Thank you for having me on. You're welcome. I'm really happy that you came on to the podcast. It was Mm -hmm. really good. 
Okay, so today's recipe is from Oshi Glows. You can find it at oshiglows.com. It's for flourless, bite-sized breakfast muffins. Um, it makes 24 mini muffins, uh, plus a few really little muffins. <laughs> it takes 15 <laughs> minutes to cook, or to prep, and 20 minutes to cook. The ingredients are half a cup of whole raw almonds, two and, two and three-fourth cup of chopped overripe bananas, half a cup of natural smooth almond butter, one-fourth cup of our arrowroot starch that's an interesting one yeah two tablespoons of chia seeds two tablespoons of pure maple syrup two teaspoons of baking powder half a teaspoon of cinnamon half a teaspoon of apple cider vinegar one quarter of a teaspoon of baking soda and one quarter a teaspoon of fine salt directions uh preheat the oven to 350 and set aside your uh, silicone uh, pans uh you don't need to grease them but if you're using metal ones uh you might want to Line them with mini paper liners. The recipe makes more than 24 muffins. Um, add the almonds to the food processor and process to a fine crumb. Be sure not to over-process the almonds into butter. If the ground almonds start getting sticky, they can negatively, negatively impact the texture of the muffins once baked. Add the chopped bananas to the ground almonds along with the almond butter, arrowroot starch, chia seeds, maple syrup, baking powder, cinnamon, apple, cider vinegar, baking soda, and salt. Basically put everything in there. <laughs> Uh, process the mixture until smooth. Use a small cookie dough scoop to portion the batter into the muffin pans. Use the remaining batter to fill the ramekins. Um, bake the mini muffins for about 18 to 22 minutes. Uh, allow an additional 6 to 9 minutes for the ramekins to bake through. <laughs> to test the doneness, you can touch the top of one muffin. When ready, they will spring back very slowly. Finished muffins should also have visibly golden edges. Cool the muffins uh, and carefully slide a knife around each. And then basically just eat them. You can put, uh, she says she loves putting uh, coconut oil on before serving, or there, or you can put chia seed jam, uh, and they're great. And you can store them in the fridge for three to four days or in the freezer for up to a month. Uh, so that's the recipe. Uh, I'd like to thank today's sponsors, which is Farmhouse Garden Animal Home, Clingstone Peaches, and Cauliflower, Allison, and you, the listeners, for being here with us today. If you have a question, a suggestion, you want to be a sponsor, or you want to be on an episode, you can send us an email at veganambitionpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, everybody, and have a great day. Bye. Bye.